Hello and welcome to another episode of the Playing With Power podcast, the Nintendo Power Retrospective podcast. I think I said that. All right. I'm your host, Mike. <laughs> Not joining me, as you can tell. <laughs> We're off to a flying start. All right. As you can tell by the different announcer. Ben is not with us today due to a uh, case of Diddy Combs or some other puffy thing. Sinuses. Yeah. His uh, dulcet tones are not up to snuff tonight. So I'm in charge and John is leaving. May God have mercy on our soul. (laughs) But But we're not down to two because John and I have a guest, a Patreon donor and all around cool guy. Ivan, please Hello. introduce yourself. I'm Ivan. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now, Ivan, how did you stumble upon uh, the Playing with Power podcast? I just uh, going around looking for video game podcasts. I enjoy two dudes and a Nassay. Submit. Okay. Patreon supporter for that one as well, and stumbled across you guys, and been regretting it ever since. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of like a, the B movie of podcasts. It's just like yeah, mystery science it's, theater. It's so bad. No, no, like mystery science theater is good. Like, <laughs> wow, you sell yourself short. <laughs> Pardon me. So yeah. Um, so. So, Ivan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what do you do when you're not listening to video game podcasts? I'm a catalog librarian and a music library. Oh, wow. And, yeah. For, like, for, on, for like an online library? Like, so, what, you, you go in and you help tag, tag it to the, the copyright holders? Or, like, what, what does that entail? So, the music library routinely gets in scores, books, CDs, things like that. Okay. Basically, come. Through oh, so this is a physical library, not a uh, not like an online library. Not okay. Physical library. Okay. And that's podcasts cool. Podcasts like yours yeah, help me cool. get through the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't talk to anybody, so you just put on the headphones and listen to somebody else talk. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, which genre? Like, did did you read Nintendo Power when you were younger, or or anything like that, or are you just like enjoying? the journey through it with us or like where where are you on the spectrum of like did you have an nes and gamed all the way through getting the magazine all the time or like what was your nintendo experience growing up i grew up with the nintendo i didn't really read nintendo power magazine okay so you're experiencing the the magazine through through us through this journey to to a certain extent yeah pretty much i had uh, the super mario 3 game guide i think that was the only one okay Okay, and then did you have any of the systems after the NES, or did did you stop at the NES? Not when I was growing up. I since picked up the Super Nintendo, GameCube, Wii, and Wii U. Nice. Now is the Super Nintendo like turning that distinctive yellow color that they all seem to turn? <laughs> I, I have to confess, I haven't been playing it much, but <laughs> if you keep it out of the sun, I guess it doesn't turn. Turn yellow, so at least we have that. Go- but do you, you did you actually pick up the consoles, or have you been? Have you been emulating <laughs> they never, them? they never anticipated that gamers and sunlight might actually cross yeah. paths. <laughs> no, I, I so. got the actual consoles. Nice, 
Cool. That's, do you have like a, a game room or, you know, a, a man cave, so to speak? Or? Oh, hell no. Just. Uh, <laughs> no, I got Fair a, enough. Fair enough. I got a setup downstairs, but not too many games, really, compared to most collectors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, honestly, with just the volume of what we have to do, mostly I just use my um, recal box or RetroPie because it's just, there's so many games, it's impossible to like really get them get get them all but (laughs) so all right mike uh any news on your end uh well i have uh tried to increase the quality of sound on my end by stopping the desk vibrations from getting into the microphone by nailing a shelf to my wall and hanging it from upside down so it looks almost like a studio with the Hmm. hanging mic Except not the hanging mic John would prefer, since I'm still talking. Ah, got him. <laughs> that was a little dark, actually. I don't want you to die. Just like <laughs> some some sort of crippling involving your vocal cords. I don't know. Yeah, you're hanging by your feet, right? You're upside down. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want you to go full Carradine. Just like <laughs> never go full Carradine. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, he's converted. Is uh, you know his recording area to a more suitable space so maybe i'll stop typing right next to the microphone who knows we might get professional (laughs) are you kidding it's the only proof we have that you're working (laughs) so all right uh what do we have so so what's new with you um work has been really shitty still so but thankfully it looks like they're gonna hire another person to make it less shitty so Hopefully that'll uh, take care of itself, <laughs> but a lot of long <laughs> days lately, but it's not too bad. It's okay. All right. Uh, volume 58 we're at, right? Nintendo yep. Power, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, March, March of 93, I believe we're 94. at. 94. 94. Oh, holy crap. All right. You should know that because on the cover, well, we'll get to the little side mention, but on the main cover, we could see Wario rocking a dragon hat and looking kind of... Pissed and stoked, he looks like that baby. At, he, he looks like that baby at the beach. That's like you can do it. <laughs> Except he's more like thinking about himself, because you know it's Wario. Who else and is he gonna think about? For some reason, he's running through like cauliflower and asparagus. Yeah, kitchen island. Yeah, it's going through like a a big, a big veggie. Was land. there like a veggie theme to Wario Land that I don't remember? <laughs> Probably. That would explain yeah. why he's pissed off. He's surrounded by all these disgusting vegetables. Am I the only one that's yeah. seeing the asparagus with the red tips, the shaft, and thinking something naughty there? Mm. Quit talking about shafts near Jump. You don't want him to get riled up. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was already a little. I was already a little hard. So now I'm just <laughs> all the way at all the way at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says here it's Wario Land. Super Mario Land 3, Treasure Hunt on Kitchen Island. So, yeah. mystery solved. There we and, go. Uh, <laughs> too bad Brandon's not here because in the background is a big pot. <laughs> uh, and what's really cool is the trees here. If you look at them, they're shaped like forks. Yeah. There we go. The trees are, they have leaves on them, which are coming out in three points like forks. And somehow in all this, there's a bag of money. Mm-hmm. That's the coins you collect, obviously. Well, of course. Yep. And of course, and the g- hat represents the angry dragon that Wario gave to his girlfriend <laughs> the, the night before. You familiar with that that move? <laughs> the angry dragon. That's where you like get behind them and 
Like you accidentally go in the wrong hole and see how long you can hold on? No, that's... Well, that would be like the bucking bronco with a donkey punch, kind of. But no, the angry dragon <laughs> is where you spurt... Alright, I'm out of here. Spurt... <laughs> You spurt in their mouth and you pull down on their pigtails so that it uh, shoots out their nose. <laughs> oh god, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? <laughs> anyway. Oh my god, John John has just turned Ivan into every woman he's been with. <laughs> I'll hear you for the paternity suit. Alright. <laughs> Alright, um... Alright, so, so yeah, we flip, that's yeah, about it. We, oh, there's a tomato telling us uh, another featured game, which I'm surprised didn't get more coverage, considering it's one of the most notorious, well, not famous sports games ever. Super NES NBA Jam! Yep. Like, game like that, you'd think it would get a cover, considering how friggin' awesome it was. It was like, it was the, oh, it was the closest thing a sports game ever got me interested in. <laughs> well, we can get, when we get there, we'll talk about it. Okay, so we flip the page to the inside cover. We see a baseball and some shattered window glass saying, get a friend into something other than trouble. But I think we've already read this before. So we'll flip the page and see an hourglass saying time is running out. And we get to see power stamps dripping like liquid. And it says the Nintendo Power Super Power Supplies Catalog expires on March 31st, 1994. And telling us that we can get great stuff like the Yoshi Pocket T-shirt, the Vega T-shirt, classic character calendars, hooded Zelda sweatshirt. I would have liked to see that because mm-hmm. I bet that probably would have looked decent. Mario's M cap. Son of a bitch. I'm, I'm starting to get a little jealous of all this stuff. Like, I should have got this. <laughs> and it says, many other cool items will not be available in the second catalog, so you better act fast. The second catalog will be sent with volume 59. <laughs> so... We'll get there soon. Which, is, well, we're on 58, so it'll be very soon. For you, it'll be next week. So, <clears throat> table of contents. We got NBA Jam, Wolfenstein 3D, Super R-Type 3, Metal Marines, The Flintstones, Treasure of Sierra Madrock, and then for the Game Boy, Wario Land, and for the Nintendo, Zoda's Revenge Part 2. You could have told us it was Star Tropics. <laughs> And then we get to see a preview for Stunt Race Effects. And then they've got special features like the Winter CES Report, the Video Game Colleges, and the Nestor Awards nominees. And we get to so, see some nice screenshots of King Arthur. I'll be awake for at least one of those. <laughs> what we'll have to do is um, we'll have to pick our picks, and then before we... like, We'll, we'll have to ask Ben before we like like go into the next one. Like, You know what I mean? Yeah, because didn't we already do... Oh, these are just the nominees, not the awards. Yeah, but we've, we've always like picked who we think and then seen if we're right. <laughs> so we're going to have to record our, our our picks today and then we'll uh, we'll compare... We'll, we'll, make, we'll pin Ben down before. We'll have to add it as an extra. Mm-hmm. Or just like ask him before the next issue. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully he survives. Yeah. So we get to see as uh, the Malamute is gone. The Astro Boy Jughead clone is gone. It's just our blonde-haired dick-nosed boy, <laughs> who is not in any outdoor trekking regalia like a little Pokemon trainer. He is instead swimming in his Game Boy like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, he turns sh- the Game Boy into like a jacuzzi. So, we got A jacuzzi with us. legs. With knobby knees. And, That's what uh, my jacuzzi looked like. Rocking the double <laughs> part there, too. 
Yeah, and apparently his his Game Boy is you know sprouting wood or something. He like crammed a giant. He, he crammed like a giant eraser into it or something. I don't know. <laughs> the Game Boy. The, uh, this can't be like a game being in the Game Boy because they're they, they always sat flush with the uh, with the Game Boy itself. Yeah, I so, don't know what that's supposed to be. That's really weird. I think it's supposed to represent the cartridge, like being insulted but like i mean if it, if they drew it as flush it's not that interesting so i think so the cartridge is being slowly inserted as the game boy shows it's wet yep yeah like a game just all right or something. all right and so on to the player's pulse uh we have the birth of the pepe meme here <laughs> freaking nailed it uh, so Dick knows uh, Astro Boy uh, his his uh, rocket boots are spelling the pulse part in the in the smoke plume, and there's a uh, you know a precursor to the Pepe Frog, um, who is uh, his the words players is spelled out across his tongue. So thanks Nintendo Power, you're the birth of all the damn Trump memes. Uh, yeah, and uh, there's no theme given to us this week. No, these are just letters, it looks like. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll start with Scott Nichols from Hudson, Michigan? Maine. Maine. Right, because Maine starts with M-E, right. <laughs> okay. I'll go, you might... want me to go through it? Okay, M-A <laughs> is Massachusetts, yeah. right? Yeah. M-I is Michigan. M-N is Minnesota, so all they had left was M-E for Maine. You got uh, M-O, too. Which one is M-O, Mike? <laughs> Missouri. Mm-hmm. And what's Montana? M-T. There you go. Bam. You'll get it. You look, look at you learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So, we got Scott Nichols. It says the game I purchased that was completely different than I expected was Rambo for the NES. I saw him firing a machine gun on the package and it looked really cool, so I bought it. I have a feeling this guy's going to be disappointed. <laughs> when I got home, I started to play the game. It was boring. All you could do was walk around and fight with a knife. The only enemies I met were spiders, gorillas, bugs. Also, you moved around by standing on blocks labeled N or S for north oh, or south. Oh my god. It was god. a real. Oh my fuck. That sounds awful. <laughs> I bet you're wishing Rambo would come out of the game and just fucking shoot you for getting that stupid thing. Mm. <laughs> or at least the people that designed the game. Oh, well, this is an RPG game, so, John, take it away. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Bo Eckerman from Montgomery, Alabama, where they're letting the colored people ride the buses now. About seven months ago, I purchased a purchased Progress a is beautiful. <laughs> Uh, the front of the bus. All right. Uh, Final well, Fantasy. Well, dri- well, driving it counts. <laughs> Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. I was thinking it would be somewhat like Final Fantasy 2. As it turned out, I was wrong. It was too easy, and the fun of freely exploring the world was gone. Don't get me wrong. I should have done this with a southern accent. Don't get me wrong now. The graphics are wonderful, and it's good for them beginners. After I bought it, it turned out to be a disappointment. You sound more Louisianan than... Alabama. Oh, like you can you can like assuage the the subtle accent differences. Uh. Well, oh, well, Louisiana has a more French Cajun patois to it, and that's what that's what I was hitting up. But anyway, less of the right. Georgia, less of the Georgia plantation owner over there, and uh, more yeah, that more that uh, more that gumbo. For, don't have a patience for that slow southern drawl. Like 
I love the word choice that they have. Not so big on the, you know, in a, in a like, thinly veiled racism, but, you know. <laughs> oh, shit, I should have given you the next one because it's from the Upper Sandusky. Yeah, better than the Lower <sighs> Sandusky. <laughs> All right, Ivan, what does Ricky have to say? All right, Ricky oh, Cup. That name. That's a race, yeah. that's a NASCAR driver. Yeah. Ricky, the, it's uh, the best name. The best name ever will be Dick Trickle, though. <laughs> that's an infection. <laughs> anyway. you, gotta get, you gotta get some. You gotta get some penicillin for that. All right. Sorry, Ivan. No worries. So Ricky Cup, uh, Ricky Suck Cup, as I think mm. he's gonna show himself. <laughs> when I saw that my mom had bought the Magical Quest for Super NES, I thought it would be really dumb and boring because it had Mickey Mouse in it. But when I sat down and played it. It wasn't so dumb and boring. It was actually cool and had awesome graphics. Whenever I had doubts, I just got out volume 9044 of Nintendo Power and found some awesome info on how to play better. Finally, a couple of weeks later, I beat it thanks to Nintendo Power. Now Nintendo Power is even helping my mom to play better. Mom said (laughs) Nintendo Power helped her to make a choice on what game to buy and probably always will from now on. Thank you, Nintendo Power. Making moms cool. <laughs> You're doing the Lord's work, Nintendo. <laughs> Suck up. All right. All right, so, Mike. Alex Hernandez from Yuma, Arizona. D- says, it's a good thing it's not Aaron Hernandez. It would leave you hanging. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> too soon? All right, too soon. All right. <laughs> uh, no news is good news. So... <laughs> I purchased Capcom's Willow. I thought it was like the arcade game. I was disappointed because it was a Zelda wannabe. After <laughs> mastering it without help, it turned out to be a good game after all. It's such a weirdly written letter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's kind of complaining, but like, it actually turned out to be decent. Like, I don't know. Yeah, <sighs> but uh, I got to agree with uh, with Ricky Support Cup that, it, <laughs> that the Disney Magical Quest was a friggin' phenomenal yeah, game. Yeah, it is a pretty I, good game. I enjoyed the hell out of that. All right, so in the name Hall of Fame, we've got Figgy C. Hebden the third. Figgy C. Hebden. Somehow there's two Figgies who got laid before him. Uh, now I know which name I'm using the next time I'm checking into a hotel. Figgy C. Hebden of Sewell, New Jersey. Writes in, many months ago, you did a review of a game called Out of This World by Interplay. When I purchased it, it was I was under the impression that it was a Contra-like action game with different graphics. I was very surprised to discover that it was the exact opposite. I loved it. The animation was splendid and really made me think. In fact, I told my social studies teacher about it, and he asked me to bring my Super NES into school with the game. Before school, I showed him how to complete the game, and he showed me how to blow on his cartridge. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't think you know. No. <laughs> Give me that fig, Newton. All right. That's not moisturizer on his desk. Uh. <laughs> All right, but that's how we earned the C. All right. Before school, I showed him how to complete the game, and he used it as a problem-solving demonstration for all his classes. It was a hit. Five people I know bought the game. It was a very interesting chain of events. See, Figgy, if you wanna if you wanna get rid of his this D, you're gonna have to take another one. Oh god. Mm-mm. Went through all that, just gotta see, man. That's awful. 
Oh, you don't want to know what you have to do for an A. <laughs> like, he got the C, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the A, that's more the Hershey Highway, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so... Uh, yep, there's more. Okay, so... Uh, Ivan, you want to take this one or the last one? I can take this one. So, Mark All Wynn right. from Aurora, Colorado. I bought a game... That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I can take this one. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a game two months ago called Mech Warrior. I beat the game in nine hours. I saw the game in one of your issues, and it looked cool. It gave me enough information to make me decide to buy it. The only problem I had was that it wasn't very interesting or challenging, especially in the attack tech. <laughs> yeah, that's why you rent games. Yeah, right? No shit. All right. Okay. Mike, take us home. Well, my namesake, Mike Fink from Montoursville, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Says, I once bought a game from a friend called Fester's Quest. Oh, I was expecting God. a great game after reading about it in Nintendo Power. You should have been listening to this podcast, man. <laughs> I mean, the, the the taste test pretty much tells you what it's all about. <laughs> but even with the magazine at my side, it took me two and a half hours to make it to the first boss and another two to make it to the second. Ugh, a yep. friend of mine bought the game and it took him 11 hours to reach the end using the magazine. I thought the review was misleading. But other games such as Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Maniac Mansion, and Super Mario Bros. 2 are better than the reviews. That's bold. Like, Super Mario Bros. 2 was reviewed pretty highly, so I don't know what he's getting at there, but... Yeah, it was their friggin' first issue, and they weren't telling you anything bad about the game, because it was pretty darn good. So... Well, anyways, it says, what do you think about the content of Nintendo Power as it applies to game types? Do you think we should review more or fewer action games, sports games, RPG simulations, etc.? Okay, you know the drill, write to us. And we get to see some lovely inserts, like Mortal Combatants, and we got some pretty fucking sweet Halloween costume here. Mm-hmm. We got three kids dressed up as Reptile, Raiden, and Scorpion. And they are Kevin Anderson, Zach Geisler, and Kyle Anderson, striking a pose before marauding the streets of Newburyport, Massachusetts, in search of sugar-coated swag on a certain evening at the end of October. So, you know, they're from friggin' Massachusetts, which, isn't that like, uh, Boston's in Massachusetts, right? Yeah. So I could, I, I would just love to hear like a bunch of little kids going like, get over here! <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> All right. Get over here. That All right. Just be fucking awesome. And then we have the envelope showcase. They've moved it. They've actually got rid of the, um, you know, talking about the prior, you know, power contest winner segment. So we're seeing some fucking lovely mashups here, and they need to be discussed. We got cool spot as Spot Fighter Two, and we get to see all the cool little spot icons. Like I would dressed play. Up. I would play that game like right now. <laughs> and then we got the, there you go. Yeah, and they're like they got like a guile mashup in the back, and it's all the char- all the spots dressed up as Mortal Kombat characters. Mm-hmm. But what really calls attention is the middle one, Mario Kombat, <laughs> where we get to see Yoshi dressed up as Scorpion using his Van Damme spear tongue on Mario Raiden. This is the <laughs> this is what Smash Brothers could have been and didn't deliver on. Yeah, it was just so. Oh man! That well, that is a pretty good representation of what Smash Brothers became, in essence. I mean, no, the guy predicted it. Mm-hmm. So, and then we get to see more Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat art. Uh, most of it is like very small, so I can't get into too much detail. But we get to see cool Kano, just gritting his teeth, looking fierce, and then in amazing rendering is Dulcim, 
standing upon like a flaming background where we get to see him like standing there with bony shoulders and a skull necklace and whatever else Dalsam's big deal is. And, uh, and Rex, yeah, yeah, it's pretty darn cool. And Gale says, in Editor's Corner, the new Superpower catalog is almost complete and we're packing it full of Nintendo and Superpower Club-related goodness. If you haven't used the stamps in the first catalog, your buying power should be growing by now. There'll be more special contests in the coming months. Are you collecting your Kellogg cereal box tops? Oh, yeah, we got to keep those kids from masturbating. <laughs> if you want to keep saving your stamps, great. But trust me, it'll be difficult to pass up scoring a great deal on the new merchandise. And remember, only Superpower Club members like you can get the goods. And uh, I was just looking through the uh, the credits on the uh, staff, and on the set on the illustrators on the second last row, we get to see a man called Orange Nakamura. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I mean, like. Come on, really? That's, if that's not a fake name, like, one, if you did choose that as a fake name, you could have done better. And if it's not a fake name, really, that's what your 18th birthday and, like, $200 at City Hall is for. <laughs> so, right. John, take us to the jam. The <laughs> Space Jam. Slam. Slam and Sammy um, yeah, Slammy, <laughs> Slam and Sammy Duncan, which, notably, this is a few years before Tim Duncan hit the NBA, so... <laughs> Uh, the Salam and Sammy was a big deal up at Penn State. So what do we... I, I, I don't know, like, NBA Jam is one of those games that, like, I figure most people played growing up at some point or another. Like, Mike, even, you know, he didn't like sports games, but he liked NBA Jam. Like, I watched people playing it, and I paid attention Ivan, as much as I you, could. Did you play NBA Jam growing up? Yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. Like, are you are you into like are you like where are you on the sport? Like, are you you watch sports a couple times a week, or you'll you know you watch championships when they're interesting? Like, where where are you on the sports scale? Are you, yeah. Yeah, I, I used to be into sports more than I am now. Okay, so I like you watch occasionally, but you growing up growing up you like what were your sports of choice growing up? Like, what were you most interested in? Baseball, football, mostly. Okay. All right. Well, but still, I mean, NBA Jam was a transcendent game because it, oh, yeah. you know, combined a whole bunch of different aspects of, like, it was a, it was a pretty, it was easy to pick up. Like, there were only, I mean, there, there's really, there's no defense like at all. You basically can push <laughs> players and they like force them to, like, there's there's no fouls at all. Like, all, the only thing assault. that I call is what like goaltending. Like, if you block the shot too close to the to the rim. And that might be it. <laughs> like that's the only. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, but it's just one of those games, like because it's you know you can learn pretty much how to play within a you know a few minutes. But it's so like so much fun sitting back with your friends. Like it's almost a you know like a perfect sleepover game kind of thing like you know play play a couple games NBA Jam just cause like you can just pick it up there's there's no real advantage to like having played it I mean I'm sure there's there's people that were like you know champions and shit at it that were like even better than you know but generally everyone's pretty much on the same level with NBA Jam so it's just a really great game on, on that aspect but uh, the other special things uh, you can go into if you hit three consecutive shots with one player um Without the, is it without the other team scoring, or like you yeah. just have to hit three on your end? No, you got to hit uh, three you, in a row before the other team scores. 
Okay, so if you hit three on a row and uh, you go into what's called heat, you know, a fire mode, which everybody knows, he's on fire, and like it increases your. It says here when a player scores two buckets in a row, you'll hear the commentator below bellow, "He's heating up." Mm-hmm. So it says if you score again without the opposing team scoring, this will be the fiery result. So, I mean, basically, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ball turns into a. A burning orb and the net will catch fire and like your accuracy improves and yeah it's like everything goes um, in at that point right pretty much so um i did enjoy all because the game was licensed with the um, nfl players association and the nba so you had all the like all the players and um slam and sammy uh did a write-up here of uh the offense and defensive ratings for all the different teams um, we're not going to go through all of them, but um, the ones that, of course, stand out. Uh, Chicago doesn't have the Bulls. Uh, it only has it has Scottie Pippen and um, oh, like who else? Someone else. <laughs> it's got Scottie Pippen though. The write-up says the defending NBA champions can't be like Mike anymore. Oh, is this when Mike might have been when he was on when he had his like baseball sabbatical as well so maybe that was part of it too i think it was so when uh bud selig forced him you know to take two years off for because of his gambling problems or wait no because he wanted to play (laughs) uh but that's like that's the unofficial story that like no one will ever like corroborate or not but um you've got you know the great team like my team growing up living in phoenix was the suns and they played the bulls in the championship the year before, lost to the mm-hmm. Bulls, um, and uh, their team is uh, Kevin Johnson and Charles Barkley, which is pretty much like the perfect NBA Jam team. So, um, a lot of fun to play as Phoenix, obviously. Uh, and they, there's some weird players in here though, because like it, it bridges like a it's a weird snapshot of like the NBA at one point in time. Like the LA Lakers have James Worthy and Vladi Divac, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, there's actually a lot of future coaches that are on teams too. Yeah. Um, Scott Skiles. What is it? Scott Scott Skiles is is in there as well as Jeff Hornacek on Philadelphia, because uh, he'd been traded in the in the uh, Charles Barkley deal to Philly. Um, there's just all kinds of uh, you know got D Brown on the uh, on Boston. Uh, Dominique Wilkins is on Atlanta. You got, you know, uh, Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning on Charlotte. That's a pretty formidable uh, team. Isaiah Thomas is in the game for Detroit. Uh, Reggie Miller and uh, I don't know. Let's see who else is there. There's there, and there's a couple of weird like you look at you like I have no idea who this pl- who this player is. But <laughs> oh, um, one of the best one of the best things I see here is. Uh, if John was more into sports rather than just observing them and was on them, we know his team would be called the Rim Wreckers, <laughs> as we get to see here with Sean Kemp, Clyde Drexler, and Kenny Anderson. Mm-hmm. But man, the Rim Wreckers, if that's not the name of a prison gang, I, I don't know what is. We're the best and I ever. guarantee you, like, pretty much no no NBA fan could tell you the two players that are Minnesota's players. I have no idea who either of them are. But Houston you. has... Yeah, Houston has... Uh, let's see, it was Olajuwon and... I have no idea. You got Malone and Stockton for Utah. I mean, there's some iconic teams here. So, uh, Chris Mullen, 
uh, for Golden State. Uh, Danny Manning's on the Clippers. Sean Kemp before he got into you know all the cocaine. This was like prime time Sean Kemp on the Seattle Sonics. Uh, so yeah, I mean, interesting teams. There's like you know you could play like as as whatever your you know your local team was. Oh, John Starks and Patrick Ewing for New York oh, as well. By the way, John That's, Starks. Oh, you know a John Starks guy. Oh God, sank the Knicks back in that. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things like he also got you there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Got, got but, them to that game seven where he shot three for freaking 17 or something like that. I'm not. And of course, Pat, Patrick Ewing, the uh, the originator of the Ewing theory, where uh, some teams can be made better by the removal of a superstar if uh, if the chemistry improves markedly <laughs> after the player leaves. <laughs> so. But yeah, um, was, so like it says here, Charlotte's Larry Grandmama Johnson shows. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't you remember done. the old the, the old Larry Johnson uh, ads where he dressed up like kind of like Medea? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was it, like oh. the the early '90s NBA like. Because early 90s NBA was, like, this weird transition. Like, the the 80s was all Showtime Lakers and the Celtics. Like, fast-paced, like, cocaine-driven basketball. Mm-hmm. And then the 90s was this, like, gritty, like... I mean, they moved the uh, the three-point line around. Like, the, whole, the the game was kind of in this transition mode. Like, it was, be- it was between the <laughs> 80s... Uh. Emphasis on transition with grandmama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like the early nineties yeah, was just a good. weird, a weird, and uh, you know, like Michael Jordan was in his prime, uh, but like nobody wanted to give him MVPs because it was like too easy to say like, oh, Michael Jordan's the best player. Like, so I don't know. Just it, it's you know, obviously everybody remembers Michael Jordan, but there was a lot of like a lot of other stuff going on. Like a very like interesting time. It was when I came into liking basketball, so I remember the uh, the era pretty fondly. But, yeah, as a um, Knicks fan, it was the best time. <laughs> All downhill since uh, fucking '94. You guys got that that lovely Jimmy Dolan leading you into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the rock tosses, and Isaiah Thomas in the middle looks like a very surprised uh, Danny Glover or Donald Glover. <laughs> Which one? Sorry, the, look at the oh, rock, rock tossers. tossers yeah. Isaiah Thomas. He looks like a surprised childish Gambino. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Fun fact: the Isaiah Thomas that play that is an MVP candidate for the uh, Boston Celtics now was named for this Isaiah Thomas because his parents lost a bet to some Detroit fans. <laughs> Wow, that's kind of an honor and a disgrace at the same yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> like really. basically, they were like, "If if you lose this bet, you have to name our name your kid after Isaiah Thomas." And uh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at Portland. There's a guy Clyde the Glide. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. <laughs> he was very good. This was obviously before he went on to uh, Houston to join. He joined. Uh, Sam Cassell and uh, you know Hakeem and got a couple of championships over there in Houston. <laughs> so, because Houston was the team that took advantage of Jordan uh, taking his sabbatical to play baseball, they went and won the two championships while Jordan wasn't around. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some. 
I can't like Stockton Malone should have won a few championships in Utah probably, though they still need to trade the the name back to New Orleans. I don't know how they need they, something needs to go down. That name need, the Jazz has to go. <laughs> anyway, but That's yeah, I, think I mean there are some people in mountains. I right, think of Jazz. <laughs> right, exactly. I think I see Michael Jordan in the uh, Eastern Central here for Chicago. No, it's not Michael Jordan. And it says if they. It's the defending NBA champions can't be like Mike anymore. Who cares if they can be like Scott, Scotty? They'll be doing fine. Okay, because they mentioned two names and there's two guys up there in poor yeah, resolution not, on a it's, scan. It's, yeah, not it's not Mike. It's not Mike. No. <laughs> That's probably Horace Grant would be my guess, but I don't know. Okay. So uh, anyway, I looked attacking. up. I looked up some of the and one of the big things, of course, with NBA Jam was the cheat codes. Um, if are they you, covered here? No. Okay. But I went and did a little work for once. I know, shocking. <laughs> if all right, if you in oh, the initial, I'm, get, I'm getting the vapors over here. In the initial <laughs> screen, if you put N E and hold and highlight the T, hold the L and R buttons down and hit A, you'll be able to play as Al Gore. If you put <laughs> A R in the highlight and R K, hold down the start and L buttons, uh, and hit X, you can play as Bill Clinton. Some of the other players. Uh, when, which, what, what code do you have to put in to play as La Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> um, down, it's, down, down, it's, down, uh, down, 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 down. <laughs> you light a cigar and you call Yasser Arafat. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, the Warren Moon's in this game too. I didn't even realize that. So the quarterback for um, the uh, Oilers at that time, I would assume. Um, there's also some codes. Uh, you, there's an always on fire mode uh, in the matchup screen. If you press B, 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 seven Bs that then press and hold up Y and B, you'll have perpetual fire mode, uh, also known as you know the clap. And uh, <laughs> there's an infinite turbo. There's super dunks. There's all kinds of stuff here. So like if you want to, I'm on like GameRankings.com. They have a whole list of them. So if you're looking up some of the unlockable players and things like that, so. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you had, if you didn't grow up with NBA Jam, I, I pity your soul because it's really fun. It's probably the most approachable sports game of all time. So, yeah, you know, go play it. It's great. <laughs> all right, uh, next game. Anybody else have anything else to say about NBA Jam? No, nah, that's good. No. Apparently, like it also works them. with the four, the four player tap. By the way, we I don't know if we mentioned that. So, no, we didn't. But. Uh, yeah, like, is there any talk about making like a, a follow up to that? I heard they did a remake of it, but was um, there, a, uh, there was the NBA. Up? There was the NBA Street Games. That's also the thing with like when you're saying like, oh, you know, NBA Jam was so good. This game actually isn't that great. It's the NBA Jam tournament uh, tournament edition when it really started to hit its stride. Like, they were kind of still feeling things out, like how to how to handle the port and all that. Like the this the initial version of this game. Well, very, very good. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it like really like went full arcade. Like, and and the graphical improvements uh, really hit their stride. Some of the later, like you know, the next few iterations of the game. Didn't so, they have Jordan in that one too? Uh, I don't remember. Could have sworn Jordan was in one of them. Got a memory of some guy just beating me down with Chicago. I remember there was Charles Barkley went and made his own version of the game called Charles Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Yeah, you can't do both. You're either now. 
So yeah, ra- the mound rant, the mound, mound round, of round rebound. mound of rebound. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I can't say um, so there's a mythical version that uh, apparently exists but was not released. The game's creator. All right, so I'm looking at a Polygon article here. Uh, NBA Jam with Michael Jordan in it will not and probably will never die. The game's creator has again reignited hopes that his copy of uh, the the custom-built version of his Airness and two other Hall of Famers shared only with them 24 years ago may become public. So apparently they they coded him in to play like around the office, but they realized that um, they couldn't release the game with them in it because of whatever was going on with... Um, Anyway, so next game, Wolfenstein 3D. Wolfenstein 3D, the popular PC adventure action, comes from the Super NES in a smooth scrolling six mission shoot 'em up that is mouse compatible with fast paced action and stars Top Republic spy BJ Blazkowicz. <laughs> Seen here. Of course, the Jew is hunting Hitler. <laughs> Oh, man. Not yeah. another bodybuilding Jew game. I mean, come on. <laughs> How many bodybuilding Jew games? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I mean, like, what happened to his shirt? Come on. Maz- Mazel tov, motherfuckers. <laughs> dangling the gun off his nipples. <laughs> uh, I dreidel, mean, I- dreidel, dreidel. I made you out of the blood of my enemies. <laughs> I never played... I mean, I played Wolfenstein on a PC like everybody else did. I never played this version. Obviously, it's a port. It's just it feels like with all these games, Nintendo had to like, you had to like make the changes to uh, pass Nintendo sensors, and it just was like, yeah, no, I'm just gonna play the PC version instead. I don't know. Ugh. You know what really what really kicked it was that they made a uh, is that a lot of. Uh, uh, a, a couple of bi- a Bible company, I think it was called Treehouse or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tree, some tree, something. Mm-hmm. Bible tree, word tree, whatever the fuck. Bible it something. Made, yeah, it made a uh, port for this, which, in order to play the game, because it wasn't licensed by Nintendo or anything, you had to attach it to this game, and it would mod the game wow. so that you're Noah. Knocking out the animals oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. with a slingshot just so that you could, like, pile them up for your arc. Like, never minding the fact that it's like, you know, you would have to do, like, at best two of each model before you come up with a different animal, <laughs> which they didn't. You're just, like, being, you're just like knocking out these goats that keep charging at you or, like, spitting at you. Cause, is, uh, there, you know, that's is there a gas shower on floor two of mission three? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, anyway. God. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. Anyway, oh, it's okay well, if you the, believe the, if you believe Sean Spicer, they were just Holocaust centers. <laughs> yeah, All yeah right. they were just like community center riots or something. But uh, <laughs> the good news is, is that the game ends when you reach the score of six million. So, <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so yeah, it's Wolfenstein. <laughs> uh, if you haven't played it, this was a precursor to Doom. If you haven't played Doom, I don't know how you've found this podcast but um you probably I, I probably harassed you on facebook asking you if you played games and right and you figured that candy crush counted so you answered yes to me and <laughs> then so, i told you about the podcast and here you are it's an these games were a series um so what like uh 
who was the it was Doom right? or no, I I id ID software right was the one that released all these games. Did 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 they do both? I'm pretty sure they did both. And they no know. no they, no someone else had to do something because Quake came out and that was also by id. Did well, did id do all three? All right, you talk about Wolfenstein for a little bit, like about the sty- art style. I'll look into it. Okay, besides B.J. Blaskowicz, which should have been like the name of like the first Jewish porn star, <laughs> says that just like tears through all these tunnels looking for Hitler, which is really just like it's really hard to go wrong. It when did you make, make it. To- it did make all three games, by the way. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> wow. So you get to blast through bunker after bunker until you finally get to the end, which I don't know if they've uh, counted it here. But you basically you you fight Mecha Hitler, which mm-hmm. is really, I mean, like Stop if you want to do a Nazi game, yeah, you want to do a great game, you just do that. Yeah, you have to fight the the master state. Like they're just like telling you, yeah, I guess like they were yeah they were able to say it's like fucking Nazis in the computer game, right? Yeah, here, it, yeah. Here on the yeah. SNES, they're talking yeah. about the master that's state. Saying, that, that's what I was saying. Like for the, for the Nintendo version, it was like censored down. So this is this is the fucking Spicer version. Mm-hmm. Nazis don't exist. Then and they don't bleed. I don't if I remember right. It's like green right, blood or whatever. Right. I don't know. It's like it's a still, CNC music video. They're gonna make you sweat. Mm-hmm. Still got pictures of Hitler on the walls so. though. Yeah, because they. They were probably laser, lazy coded, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they got by the censors saying, no, they're big fans of J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> or or, they're, or or either that or they're big fans of Oliver Hardy. So, I mean, what made these games... Spe- well, one, it was just really easy to get Doom, like, on a computer. I mean, I don't, I don't really remember, like... I don't think I went and bought Doom anywhere. Like, it was just, like, on my computer all of a sudden. So yeah, I bought a computer and it had a friend of mine said like a friend of mine gave me a bunch of diskettes and said like here yeah like, like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> there's probably like five people that bought Doom and it like just spread everywhere but um, it's it's from the point of view it's like a first person shooter um, the gun is always centered in the screen like so you you the gun stays locked in the center of your view and you rotate your view using the controls. Um, you know, I motion at, this. Right. And <laughs> the ceiling and floor always, like, just rendered, like, one solid sh- uh, color. So, like, all, all you're left with is, like, a series of 3D walls that are, uh, you know, rendered in front of you. So. Giving you vertigo. Yes. <laughs> um, and they if, all look the same. So, if you, uh, right. yeah, if you do actually want to play the game, there are a series of maps here in this issue that will help you through it. So, if you are interested in going experiencing, yep. like, one of the very early um, first-person shooters, um, you could you actually probably want to flip through these pages because it'll give you an idea of like where to go. What I love where, is where the when you see are. the uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were done. When you see the uh, spy supplies, you get to see like beautiful brick walls, and then most of all is like wooden walls. So it's like I'm sure a lot of people can identify with this because it's like a 3D shooter that takes place in your grandpa's basement. <laughs> You got like a guy in nineties. Uh, you got like a suit of armor and a lot of wooden walls. Because oh I don't, I'm just reading this thing that's like make your own maps. This game has a handy map feature that you can access by pressing the start button, but it charts only where you've been, so it's and not where you're going. So it's a yeah, good a idea. Of, 
Get out, get out some graph paper. Had that. To get out some graph paper and sketch your own map. As you make your, work your way videos. through the floors. Oh, God, uh, just what I want to do. Get out graph paper while I'm playing a fucking video game. God. Yo, that, a, great, a great sign of a great game is that when you have to stop playing the game to continue your game experience. <sighs> but uh, I look at, but it says before blast off and number two, behind closed doors. I have no idea what frame of a monster I'm looking at, but it looks like a big naked guy dressed in boots <laughs> with a baby bonnet. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it's accurate. Like you, <laughs> as you're grabbing it's that like you thing in front of you with the red tip. And, it's like you mm-hmm. caught Donald Trump during one of his like his like little me time <laughs> sessions. Yeah. When he's running through the Oval Office and he's just like, tell everybody to go away. Why? I need to do something. What kind of sick fucking so, jacking it to that guy? You, you, mm. open the do- you open the door, you take a picture, and then you get fired as the FBI director. <laughs> So that's uh, yeah, that's Wolfenstein 3D. <laughs> oh, you forgot to mention one of the things that make this well. Like we're going to talk about something that makes the game iconic. Your face changes as you take damage, right? Which sorry. is really great. Oh, I thought you oh, were yeah. going to say that. Well, yeah, instead of I thought you were going to say the two. And then we get. Boning. Oh no no no! Looking at the rats fucking is fine, <laughs> but I'm more I'm more fascinated with the glory hole underneath. Seriously, you guys, look at what I'm looking at. It's a control panel with two flesh-colored protuberances from each side. Tell me it's not a fucking glory hole. Yep. You can't. That's the sound of you not denying it's a glory hole. Go on, BJ, get to work. (laughs) Once you get your name. The directions for mission one, floor one, once you get past the fucking rats, you go to the glory hole and you can proceed. Swear, swear to God, look at these rats. Like we gotta take pictures of this. We got one rat facing you, and another rat standing behind that rat, looking up with his hands on the other rat's ass, and it looks like he's frothing at the mouth with fucking glorious rapture and ecstasy. That's how I look when I'm in intercourse. So yeah, when you're fucking around. <laughs> squeak, baby, squeak. Oh yeah, give me the cheddar. <laughs> all right so that's uh yeah that's that's wolfenstein so. is it i mean i haven't Rats finished looking through the rest holes. of these pages there's really not that much else unfortunately We've, it does cover the 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 final boss uh dr shobs <laughs> so oh and it talks about a scientist hans gross has developed the deadly cache of chemical weapons your goal is to terminate hans well, huh. they're fucking maybe Nazis. Trump, sh- maybe Trump should have played this game, then he would know that the Nazis use chemical weapons. And so. the songs. <laughs> and then we get to see so many other guys, like uh, what appears to be like a kung fu guy with a demon mask, <laughs> sucking on a, sucking on a pacifier <coughs> for mission yeah. two, floor three. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see Hans Gross's guard, which is just a guy carrying a pair of miniguns. And then we get to see uh, Nazi Jason. Mm-hmm. On mission three, floor one, with a bunch of guys doing a Hitler salute, even though they are not Nazis, for yep. standards and practices reasons. Disco, maybe. <sighs> and then you go through more missions, more mutants, and we get to see Frankenstein with a chain gun in his chest, which you know was keeping him alive. <laughs> and that's the end of Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. So then we now we get to see seamlessly to. Adorable little cars. 
<laughs> for murderous Nazis, rats, and glory holes. Then we get to see cars with eyes. <laughs> Did you play this game at all guys. when you were a kid? So I actually, I remember renting this game. I, I, I never owned it, but I did rent it a few times. Did you, either of you play this at all? No. No. So it, it was a lot like Star Fox in the art style. <coughs> so it's like they took the Star, Star Fox and like made it into a racing game. Um, and there's uh, like four different types of cars in it. You've got a like a three-wheel drive trike a little coupe which looked like a little r-wing like star wars fighter um there's a four-wheel drive monster truck looking thing and um i think the f-type was supposed to be like um a formula one type car and they all had their um like strengths and weaknesses like the for, the monster truck is really big like like you can hit it like takes a lot of damage and it can accelerate fast but it doesn't stay going very fast uh, whereas the Formula 1 is just flat out fast but like it t- can't take any hits or anything um, the, three, the three wheel drive was really hard to control from what I remember um, but it, it, it's like a really solid mix of everything and then that coupe was a little bitch like I, I remember like <laughs> getting it uh, at some point and just being like oh I'm never playing this thing this is shit so um but when you do play it the first time, you get to sing the Beach Boys hit, My Little Deuce Coop. <laughs> so, it, it really looks just like almost exactly like Star Fox. Except I love the fact that all these tires are not connected to the cars. Right, they couldn't <laughs> render like all the axles and stuff, so like the wheels are just like disembodied floating in space. Um, it was pretty cool at the time, though, because it... <laughs> Your car is Rayman. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um... It was pretty cool at the time because it like pushed graphically like the racing genre, but um, it did not hold up well over time on like replayability. And uh, yeah. I remember yeah, so renting it once or twice and it's being kind of like, yeah, all right, it's, it's all right, I guess. Yeah, but. it's like they tried to put like a kids racing game for the PlayStation on a mm-hmm. Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of like Luigi and Mario sort of like uh, trackside artwork and things like that. So I, I think Nintendo, what, yeah, Nintendo made this game. So it's one of the more forgettable Nintendo titles uh, in the annals of time, but um, if yeah, they you made like, this, they made this after Mario Kart, which is weird. Well, you got to remember this is this was a this was their idea of like pushing the Super FX chip. So I know, but they the could have made it like they could have made this like they could have called it like Mario Kart FX. I mean, that would have been kind of cool, like yeah. Mario Kart, the Mario Kart we know, but like an experimental upgrade. I'm going to guess that this game was already in the works or something like that. I, I don't know, like because Mario Kart wasn't out have, that much before this, so maybe they didn't want. We to see a do. deer crossing sign on one of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great if you could like hit a deer and just like, <laughs> fucking wipe out? Because it's it like obviously going to kill the driver. Would be pretty great. So if you like uh, sort of odd. Um, racing games I would say check it out otherwise this is a skip in my book but that's what I have to say about Stunt Race FX you guys notice that in pretty much every picture the miles per hour it's like 33 45 I mean, what kind of racing game is this it yeah it, it never <laughs> struck me as all that fast I <laughs> the, it just that's never weak, it, man. it never controlled all that well like I, I mean it was alright like and it was interesting artistically but like yeah. it just 
it's not a game that I was like, oh, I can't wait to rent that again. Like, I think I rented it the once, and I was like, that's enough. Like, <laughs> I've you get to take these, game. you get to take these amazing cars and get to travel at school zone speeds. <laughs> Pretty much. So, all right. Speaking of excitement, we're on to the CES coverage from the Winter uh, Consumer Electronics Show in fabulous <sighs> Lost well, Wages, sorry. Nevada. And we get to see the uh, the first screenshot we get to look at is apparently the precursor to Glee, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, showing off some very flexible girls. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of cheerleaders uh, for the Nintendo uh, introduction uh, press announcement, I would assume. So, yeah, it's uh, a nice position those girls like, on the floor are in. Right? Yeah. Just the way I like them. On their, their, uh, for people not looking at it directly, uh, there are two cheerleaders that are on their knees that have like bent their head around, like or they've like arched their back so that they're like they're facing, facing the, their, their belly button is facing the back wall, but they've like arched their back so much that their faces are upside down facing the audience. Uh, they're on their they're knees. Gra- they're grabbing, grabbing their, ankles. their ankles. Yeah, and they've <laughs> they've turned themselves, but back completely backwards. So like twisted themselves all the way back around to face the audience. So just yeah. just the way I like a woman in 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 clear pain. <laughs> so uh, and some big names hit the NES or the Nintendo booth. Uh, we had Robbie Gordon and Jeff Andretti uh, taking out on the uh, Stunt Race FX event. Uh, there was Sugar, Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, Marvin Hagler battled uh, bo- Electro Brains. Boxing Legends of the Ring and uh, Brent Spiner, also known as Data of uh, Next Generation, was on hand all day Thursday uh, to uh, to meet showgoers and give his autograph. I I think he just showed up. I don't think he was invited. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think he was Steven... there to like chew sesame seeds and look annoyed. <laughs> and Steven Spielberg uh, also made his way to the booth, is what they're saying. So uh, let's see. Let's move along a little quick quicker here. They also uh-huh. had. All right, Project sorry, Mike. Reality. Just uh, let's, let's just read everything like normal. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna skip. O- I skipped over the first part, but uh, they're talking about Project Reality, which I think bears a little mention. It says we're gonna have to wait a little later this year to play the first Project Reality arcade games, but it demonstrates silicon graphics technology. Jim Clark, the president of CSGI, answered one of the big questions: How Nintendo will be able to offer so much for so little? Clark explained how economies of scale have reduced the price of personal computers, blah, blah, blah. Since CES, Nintendo announced that the system will use mega game packs with at least 100 megabits of memory. Five times larger than any game, accessing data at 2 million times the speed of most CD-ROMs. So, was that the N64? Did it have 100 megabits of memory? Uh, I'll have to look that up. But. Okay, next. It's a toy. On his first trip to America, Russian game developer Eugene Sotnikov noted Vegas was like a big toy. <laughs> that it's never so true. Yeah. Double-sided the, dildo. What kind of toy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the toy that, the double dildo, the toy that fucks you as you fuck it. And that's so pretty much Vegas. The 64 game cart varied from four... So, oh, this is a little bit weirdly written either 32 to 64 or, or let's see 32 megabytes all the way to 512 megabytes depending on the game 
Oh, but that's not that's like the processing power or the size of the game itself. The, like the actual like storage capacity of the game. Huh. I've played ROMs that were like not that big. Conquerors, Fad, Bad Fur Day, and uh, Resident Evil Two were the the two games that were uh, on five twelve carts. <coughs> Doctor Mario sixty four was on the thirty two. Megabit okay, card. so we know that Project Reality was the name of the uh, N64. Yeah, I think that was the code name for 64 as it was being developed. So. Yep, and then he talks about uh, NES games, Zoda's Revenge, Star Tropics 2, and Mega Man 6, plus Wario Land and Donkey Kong for Game Boys. So they're still beating this dead horse called the Nintendo when the Super Nintendo was out there kicking ass and taking names. And they're already to uh, starting to bring up 64. So yeah, yeah, there we go. We get to see two bored Japanese guys on a jet, trying yeah, to look exciting. But you they're know, demonstrating it's Japan, so. that uh, they're demonstrating that system that we talked about last last week or last issue, yeah. whatever. The gateway, the gateway Saitem mm-hmm. in a mock jetliner, because they got they didn't know how to spell system. And they built some uh, mock cars to help people have people try out the stunt race FX. Um, we also had. Um, hold, hold on, there's a name oh that needs my to be said. God. All right. There's a name <laughs> that needs to be said. At Capcom, unveiled the Saturday Night Slam Masters. That needs to be said. All right. Was it anticlimactic? Uh, it also says Speed and- Racer showed up. <laughs> uh, Just as- like that setup. As well as uh, a Klingon, not not Michael Dorn, just a Klingon. <laughs> oh, that's fucking sad. Yeah, I'm the guy that I'm the guy that got to tased war. No, 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 no. I'm the guy that I'm the guy that tased Worf when he was walking down that initiation hallway. <laughs> sad is the speed racer guys right above that. Yeah, Those exactly. Those guys never got laid. I'll tell you. Though actually, I think the other guy was like. Last issue, there was a they previewed like a superhero game that I don't we don't think ever got released, and it looks like that guy to me. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Mike? Uh, say it again. So like last issue, oh I hate you so much. You listen, you like you care so much about about stuff that like you know I want to read some. S- I was looking at the stunt race box card mm. that this guy was in. All right, I'm gonna go to the end of the last issue because, like, they previewed this game that we like said, "Oh, I don't think this game ever came out." Matrix Prime. Ah, fucking hate you. From 100, page 112 of last <laughs> issue, looks like that guy. Um, looks like they made like a mascot for him for a game that like never actually made its way to us. So it looks like he showed up at CES for a game that like never even came out. But that's what that reminded me of. So, <laughs> and then we get to you. see, <laughs> we get <laughs> your anguish sustains me. You're, we get to see Speed Racer come to life both on and off screen, with uh, a guy doing a great Speed Racer pose. You were reading nice. that, like I was talking about. The, uh, I was talking about the guy in that photo, the other guy. Oh. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> I didn't get to flip the page. <laughs> Earth to king, Earth to king. <laughs> uh, uh, we can drive to Ottawa and choke you. <laughs> I'm, and when I go, when I get to customs at the border, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going, what's your purpose of the visit? To motherfucking choke Mike King. And the king will go, carry on, would you like a belt? <laughs> <laughs> Here's some coupons for some free Tim Hortons during your stay now. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have a Sunsoft booth with a bunch of Looney Tunes, uh, an Arrow the Acrobat, 
I've also got a virtual Bart dis display, which that game sucked, so yeah. And it looks like uh, Beavis and Butthead had uh, a mock-up set that's pretty disturbing on every level. Yeah. Um, oh my, that's nightmare fuel. Yeah. <laughs> so, that wraps up our CES coverage, um, and we're going to move on to R-Type 3. Well, I think... During our coverage of R-Type, we've been, like, a little mean to this game. Like, I think we... we t maybe it's been later in the issues when we kind of been a little tired. But it seems like we kind of ignore R-Type and, like, and, and like how great it is at its oh, core. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. This game looks like something I played. Or at no, least, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, it, so feels many... like, it feels like the past R-Type games we've kind of glossed over, like, how good this series is. <laughs> I mean, any game that's got semen with eyes on it. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just a winner in my book. <laughs> the Guardian of Stage 2 protects itself by spewing out giant swimming eyeballs. Yeah, there, that, oh, there's no defense, way to right? interpret that as not sperm. So, but yeah, I mean, oh if, my if, God. If, if, and, and the oh, the fact that it looks like an anus <laughs> and semen is coming out to attack you, you just know that you're you're on the inside of something very very dark and disturbing. Yeah, nothing good is it's. This is like Caitlyn Jenner land. Um, <laughs> so yeah, never floats your butt. I mean, uh, boat. <laughs> but yeah. So if 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 anybody hasn't played R Type, it's um, a side-scrolling space shooter, um, just done incredibly well. Um, pro probably the standard bearer for all the um, all the side-scrolling. But it looks like for Type Three, at least, or R Type, the you know number three. They've used a lot more like Mode Seven and stuff like that, uh, pushing the Super Nintendo a little bit, while keeping their distinctive art style. So, yeah, I remember this game pretty being good. pretty good. Yeah, I remember this. It's challenging. Mm -hmm. It'll kick your ass, but it's worth <laughs> it's worth your time if you like space shooters, especially. Yeah, and I think I see a bit of a, a bit of a Marvel alliance here because it says that you're facing the Baidu Empire. And you get to see, look at these uh, aliens, like for the alien menace, you get to see this thing that looks like a uh, like a seahorse dragon type thing. Uh -huh. And it's very reminiscent of the Badu, which mm -hmm. is, or the Badoon, which are a uh, like a gremlin type enemy race in the Marvel Universe. And so the Baido Empire and the Badoon reference looking oh, thing here. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know what yeah, you're talking I think about, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it was big. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a nice illusion here. It's not all. It's not all gay porn here. Like most <laughs> of it is. Don't don't get me wrong. But the best part. It are, says there's victory in too. space or human disgrace. <laughs> so you got you got anal sex for stage two, and in stage three you get to fight the crap master. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, stage four, then you backtrack and attack. So you back you, that up. Stage four, you just keep fighting a big hot white blast. Oh. Separate the force and shoot up between the crab's legs. And then victory in space or human disgrace. <laughs> Pass through the hole to fight Voodoo Invasion's head honcho. So you gotta go through the glory hole mm. uh, to get to the <sighs> final boss there. So um, Testify. And uh, they, they have sort of a, a map here of the different stages um, on the back of the poster. So... Yeah, with the secret power tip, the six stages of our type. Yep. And that's... It's really neat that uh, for The Last Guardian, you get to go through, like, basically a friggin' rainbow. Yeah, that's kind of... Hmm. 
So you know, just uh, to just just to challenge you at the end if you have epilepsy. <laughs> it's, it's been smooth sailing. You're about to beat the last boss, and all of a sudden you it's lose flashing, the game because your colors. Hey, you but, don't yeah. know. It's a picture. Anyway, uh, the cover uh, or the the cover, the freaking poster uh, for this issue is uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball. Uh, obviously, Ken Griffey Hall of Famer, uh, noted for hitting mm-hmm. a home run in the same Im- inning as his father, as they both played. Uh, together at the end of his dad's career and start of his career but on the oh. same team. so. And uh, um, as for me, yeah. I remember him most as uh, suffering gigantism on The Simpsons. <laughs> yes, that is a classic episode <laughs> of The Simpsons. I played a lot of fucking the... great with <laughs> that episode was fucking great. Like one guy gets lost in the haunted in the haunted house. It's like, right. well, we've been we've been trying to look for uh, who is that guy? Ken Sosa or something? We've been trying to look for him, but apparently he's fallen off the face of the earth. And he falls down a, like an endless hole. Yeah, and he like takes a picture or something. He's like, "Oh, that's nice." Yeah, I forget. It was, it's the episode's called Homer at the Bat. It's actually one of the the best uh, <coughs> episodes of the series. But yeah, I think it is. Um, and they had that beautiful song. We're talking baseball. Jose and Jose Thompson and Canseco, Gog and Homer, Ozzy and the Straw. So, so we got that, and then we got uh, angry, pissed off Jedi Bumblebee uh, for Metal Marines. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a did base I describe building. it wrong? <laughs> it's like a mech game without the mech. Is what I'm getting out of this. Just what yeah, we always strat- wanted. Strategy <laughs> game. Of- War, right. war strategy. <laughs> we have a, uh, a picture of a white man on a video screen uh, creepily trying to <laughs> molest a uh, Asian <laughs> an Asian console operator. <laughs> it's like he's just like, she's so fucking small and innocent. I can't touch you. <sighs> well. Right. <laughs> I mean, it basically it looks kind of like... The mili- this is the military. I can touch you anytime I want. Oh, it God. looks kind of like if you if you ported Command & Conquer like over under the Super Nintendo. That's kind of what this looks like to me. And least. then completely gave it a facelift to not look like Command & Conquer at all. I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> I, I like Command & Conquer, and I took that as an insult. It is a very similar game, like dynamic, like wise to Command and Conquer. Not an exact port, not not the point I'm trying to make, Mister Retard. But like <laughs> it's base building and See, like. See, it's not disrespectful because he called me Mister. <sighs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so no animosity. I, I do get to here, see no. your uh, your point here. It's kind of like Sim City and Command and Conquer, where like you drop. Oh, holy fuck! <laughs> Jesus Christ! God. Alright, fuck it, I'm driving to Canada. Cover your bitch ass out. God damn it. I'm closer to him, John, don't worry. Is someone, is someone, alright, I'll pick you up on the way. We'll make a tag team this action. Oh my god, Mike. It's not like Command and Conquer. Oh wait, it's actually kind of like Command and Conquer. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna... Mm. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is my personal Xanadu, where I just get, where I can just hear John's heartbeat increasing <laughs> through the microphone. Uh, all right. So it's a base building game. So it, obviously it's not multiplayer, or is there multi? I don't know. Is it? Does it say if there's? 
Like, I, I guess don't you just think so. You're you're taking on like that'd be really cool if you could do it like turn like I don't know how you would implement it because like obviously you're both watching the same screen. Yeah, like, everything you're yeah. so big. Like there's if you no could like way. But if you could build your base and then like it would say like, all right now like player one turn pause, around pause pause and like your friend comes in and builds their base and like they go against each other or something I don't know like they're it'd be cool if like if you there. each build a base and right then, like automate your attack strategies right and then you just like watch yeah that'd be interesting I doubt that's in here but <laughs> no but so. it does look like a nice. It does look like a neat little thing. Like yeah, I mean, if you're into like Command and Conquer, start real time you know, Starcraft. Yeah, they're yeah, called okay. real time strategies. Yeah, RTS. Sorry, type games. It looks like a pretty interesting little game. So that's about all I have to say about that. Gen and uh, probably not an interesting game is the Flintstones Treasure of Sierra Madrock. Luckily, mm. it is not the uh, the John Goodman movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Halle Berry and, get, and no, that was Rosie O'Donnell and uh, Halle Berry's definitely in that movie. How young would she have? Who the hell? That was when. That was when. That was when. Oh, David she was the secretary. Justice, yeah, David Justice was hitting that ass. Uh, <clears throat> Prime Berry. <laughs> Back when that Berry was right. That was right before she did Executive Decision, which is my favorite Steven Seagal movie. Because it was, like, billed as a Steven Seagal movie, but he kills himself in the first 20 minutes, so you're, like, you get to enjoy the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh, that's the one where he goes into the it's plane? Like, yeah, it's like they're on a stealth bomber, like... like and then he gets, like, sucked out. Yeah, right. And so, like, it's supposed to be freaking Steven Seagal movie, but all of a sudden it's, like, Kirk Douglas and Halle Berry instead, so... Oh, Kirk man. Doug- is that, or I, Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell? I, I Kurt was Douglas? watching that thinking, okay, it's fucking Steven Seagal. He somehow survived. I'm just waiting for him to show up at the end, like, you know, he got caught on the tail end of the plane and he had to, like, punch his way through the hall, and, like, I was really expecting Steven Seagal to come back. Nope, he dies, and, like, yeah, it is, it's, uh, Kurt Russell, by the way. Yeah, Halle Berry, John Leguizamo's <laughs> in it. Yeah. Oh my god, why didn't he die? It's, um, <laughs> it's actually a pretty, in, in, like, for as far as, like, a terrible, like, you know, sort of, or popcorny mid nineties, like <laughs> as you far know. as a John, as far as a John Leguizamo movie went. Uh, well, he wasn't really featured in it. It was definitely a, it's a Kurt Russell movie more than anything else. But I, I mean, I, I say that, but I like the past. Yeah. So I like. I mean, it's 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 real popcorny. But if you're looking for something of that era that kind of is a little bit fun, I would say sure. But I wouldn't say the same about this. Flintstones game. It looks like a pretty bland platformer. Though they did do a good job with like the, the characters. Are phenomenal. The, yeah, the characters look like they're supposed to look like. Like if you were gonna say like, hey, uh, how can I have a game where like Fred looks the most like Fred and Barney and Dino and Wilma and what's the wife's name? Yeah, Wilma. Wilma. Did you say Bino? Bino. That's Barney. The, that's the Mexican <laughs> Flintstone. <laughs> Hola, Fred, que pasa? <laughs> oh, you know, me and the missus, we were just heading on down to uh, get some no, chimichungas. No, I said Dino, the dog. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, Dino, the dog. Dino, Dino's landscaper. Cut the law on Bino. 
Oh, yes, sir. Eat the lawn, Bino. Uh, yeah. See. Oh, <laughs> and he goes, starts to go down on Wilma. It's the. Have you heard that, like, theory that. <laughs> have you heard that theory that the Flintstones and Jetsons take place at the same time? Like yeah, just, they're just on the bottom of what's those massive pole cities, right? Because there's <laughs> Cause even the, like, like the environment's been fucked up, and it's like a nuclear holocaust, right? Because like, why would they have, um, like a record play? Like they wouldn't have any concept of a record player or like Christmas or anything like in a prehistoric. So like yeah, so they would have to be working off the memories of a previous civilization, right? Exactly. Yeah, I relics. think it holds up. Mm-hmm. It does for that regard, like. Like, why would they make the concept of a car you have to push with your fucking feet? But no, mm-hmm. so they were just like, hey, remember cars? What can we do to make cars again? Well, we don't have electronics. <laughs> so, doesn't really explain the presence of dinosaurs and shit, but who knows what happens because of, you know, Trump letting global warming go nuts. Maybe, like, a bunch of the dinosaurs, like, thaw out of the Antarctic ice and, like, roam again. Who, so. who knows? Maybe we, we all thought that he wanted to bring America back to the 50s. Maybe he wanted to bring us back to the 65 million B.C. 50s. Who knows how far, who knows how far backwards this man is thinking? Make America, we're going freaking uh, Pangea on America. your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make, so make Pangea great again. All right, we have Flintstones. It's a Flintstones game. If you want to play, if you like the Flintstones, play it. If you don't, skip it. That would be my vote at least. Oh my God! Look at these fucking hazards you see. Uh, it says a board, a board game brought to life, and you get to see a nice overhead map, like uh, you know Super Mario Brothers three. Mm-hmm. But it says here, uh, if you Betty and Wilma can't imagine why their silly husband insists on roaming the countryside, if they can't, if you're caught, they'll drag you home. <laughs> like, uh, the wife, and look at Wilma here. Yeah, on the, the art style does She's look just like fucking an fucking pissed. The art style does look like an amalgamation of um, like Super Mario World and like Mario three. Like Super Mario Three, like if you kind of made a, like mated them and then infused it with like a Flintstones license, is kind of like what this game is. Yeah. So. Ah, and like they got like a foot race here as well as like surfing on a, a Sharkosaurus, I mm-hmm. guess. And like, and there's also it seems a like really there's, like, there's a terrible pun, a, a terrible pterodon, <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you get to run a race uh, with Rockhead. Uh, he will begin to roll the die and evade you. So you roll dice as you run around the screen, and then yeah. like, there's a saber tooth tiger throwing a snowball at you. This, I don't know. This game looks fucking wacky enough to at least give right. a shot. Throw it in the taste test list. That's but right. Just don't have me play that list. Don't have me play that week or <laughs> any week. Uh, All right. Now we have a pretty interesting section in here. Uh, don't want to get. T- there's a lot of text, but they have a little write-up on video game colleges. So they're saying like, hey, you know, if you're interested in pursuing, you know, video games as a career, um, you might want to consider like, you know, getting some further education with like, you know, these colleges now. Like some ha- some have like programs that are are geared towards programming and and, and especially towards game design, and they go through whether um, you know, some companies in Japan have their own 
um, institutes for, to like to home grow programmers for their games. Uh, yeah. There's none in the states at this point because mm-hmm. they say right. maybe someday there will be. Right. Um, and there's also like you know some higher learning areas. Uh, so, you know some colleges are offering um, their own uh, you know programs and and so we've got like what uh, Hal Institute of uh, Computer Technology is one of them. Uh, I'm not sure where Hal is. Hmm. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so they're basically go, like saying like, hey, you know, um, obviously a uh, a company uh, sponsored course is going to be more focused on on like programming and graphics, you know, design, uh, whereas like a you know specialized a, a actual, like, courses. Yeah, collegiate course is going to be more uh, more of an academic approach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I for some reason, they picture, have like by the way. a brawl like of Asian kids <laughs> for some reason. Guy mugging for the camera in the middle, and <sighs> abduction right. in the background. So anyway, it kind of goes through the 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 way that uh, some of these different programs are, are structured in by Enix <laughs> and Hudson, Tokyo. You like pie charts? Uh, we got you covered. Yeah, they have an interesting breakdown here of like oh, the Tokyo know. Institute of Computer Science. We got like the the mildly perturbed video game nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then they wrap it up with one of the questions that may pop in your mind as you read this article: When are we going to see video game colleges open in North America? Although there are currently no video game colleges in the U.S., DigiPen Applied Community, Computer Graphics School in Vancouver. Will begin. Fuck yeah, Canada leading the charge. Applications mm. in June for two-year programs beginning in December. The focus of the course is on the technological engineering processes of creating interactive multimedia programs. So Nintendo is involved with uh, development of the curriculum. During the second year of the course, Nintendo students will create Super Nintendo video games using development systems of information gathered during the first year. So, um, yeah. It's pretty interesting. If uh, I'm sure it's changed You're a lot now, for uh, but at least there. Uh, I mean, it's an it's pretty well done. You know, little feature here. Like uh, if you're looking at looking more into it, especially you know pre-internet when it was a lot harder to find resources on this. Like I'm glad they did a feature like this. Like hey, if this is really your thing. Like you want to do more of this. Like this is how you would do it like get, get, I just wish get, they told this girl playing the piano like we're taking your picture so maybe you can <laughs> not look like Chun-Li <laughs> when we're doing it oh. she looks fine alright classified information anything jump out uh, well Empire Strikes Back we get to see the force normally you must find all the Jedi powers as you work your way through the game if you use this code you'll start with full use of the force and <laughs> it tells you what the code is it's and another code lets you skip straight to Darth Vader it's a super forceful code. All right. Um, <laughs> then another then, one gives you seven continues. And you all get right. to play Battle Blaze with not Conan on the front. <laughs> and it tells you Extra Mode, which offers a list of new options. Hmm. Boy, you know this game needs a little help when you have to unlock options in the options <laughs> menu. And you can get up to new semantics uh, with the scenario select. Uh, the first samurai has a stage select code. Rock and Roll Racing has an Olaf code, which I see you play as um, uh, the horned Viking. That's awesome. Uh, Super Scope Six 
the uh, there's an invincibility code, unlimited Hammer Brothers suits in Super Mario All Stars. That's pretty fun, and the Trick Warp, which is you know how I get the hookers out of my house before my girlfriend comes over. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, this leads us to the comic Super Metroid, where we get to see a nice half shot of Samus in her armor where it gets transparent through the other half which is really fucking beautifully rendered because you don't yeah. only get to see Samus looking fine in her in her little unitard but you also get to see the inner workings of the suit yeah it's a pretty good picture yeah it's cool. pretty cool alright uh, what roles do we have in here so we got uh, Samus we got a lot of Samus. Houston okay That's well I guess Ivan Ivan, being our guest, will be Houston, unless he wants to be Ridley. John, you want to be Ridley or Houston? Is Ridley the girl from Aliens? <laughs> Ripley. <laughs> oh. Ridley, Ridley is the pterodactyl. She has the believe it's believe it or not. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I'll be Ripley. Okay, so I'll be Samus. Yeah. And the and her exposition. As the Galactic Federation space colony goes up in smoke, bounty hunter Samus Aaron and Armstrong Houston, what a fucking awful name, <laughs> make their escape. What a disaster. There'll be a high price to pay for those lost lives. Samus, hostile ships at 9 o'clock. Then we get to see a warning shot go across her bow. What now? Then we get to see several warning shots hitting her hull. Bang! It's them again. The space pirates of Zebes. The pirates have rebuilt their force, and now Ridley has the Metroid hatchling. Watch out, <laughs> Sam! Oh, watch out, Samus! Right. Zap! <laughs> as a, a Zebian ship gets blown up, Careful. as he says, "One false move, and you're toast." I can take care of myself, Houston. Just keep your eyes on the view screen. Eat laser, alien. And then we get to see a shot of her shooting at the screen, because I guess they didn't want to show too much destruction. <laughs> and he cool. says... Another one bites the dust. And what? Ship zooms by him. Just doing my job. I don't need big targets like you do. Well, that's some way to treat your partner. Take this! Yikes! And then, bam, and it, ba-bam, an alien ship gets blown up. Wow. Nice shooting, Samus. I'm not your partner, partner. Whoa! I'm so disappointed. Ben looks so much like <laughs> this Armstrong Houston character. It's ridiculous. Uh, too bad his sinus section, sinus uh, infection, like knocked him out tonight. Meanwhile, okay. at the Federation Bureau headquarters. Oh yeah, we need we needed him to do the meanwhiles. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, meanwhile at Federation, at Federation headquarters. Bureau headquarters. <laughs> okay, John, you can be spacey. Uh, Akbar. What's going on here? First, a Zebian puppet named Ridley steals the hatching and destroys the colony. Then, space pirates. Yeah, yes, sir. Hardy! <laughs> like the, like, prototypical, like, <laughs> buddy cop, you know, uh. Skinner! <laughs> Skinner! <laughs> you could call okay. Chairman Keaton? What's going on? As the ch chief of the Federation Police, I can safely say that the reports of the Zebian pirates running amok are false. They were destroyed long Alternative ago. Alternative news. <laughs> Hashtag fake the news. The bounty hunter who destroyed them says they are back. Aren't, Aren't you patrolling your zebes? 
Well, <laughs> controlling your zebes? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, it's on the list. <laughs> on the list? Might as well be skipping that planet because records show it's deserted. Well, sir, I don't think so. <laughs> I just love the alternative facts he's giving. <laughs> Chairman Keaton, Hardy, and his clowns won't find anything. I beat the space parts of Zeebs once, and I will continue to fight them as long as they're around. Hey, Samus, wait! Slow down, Samus! I need to talk to you. I know why you're following me, Houston. You think I'll lead you to the pirates, and you'll be one step closer to collecting that bounty. <gasps> That's right, isn't it? You don't care about bringing peace to the galaxy. All you care about is the cash. That's not true! You're full of it, cowboy. I'm going alone. And then she takes off in her ship. The bird people of Zebes are no match for the pirates. I've got to help them. Come, Come in. Oh. Come in, Samus. This is Keaton. Do you read? Sir? We've discovered that space pirates are indeed back in force, and they have control over Zebes. Oh, sorry. And, uh, that was you, John. I think, Apologize. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Why anyway. didn't Chief Harley know about this before? We could have stopped the destruction of the space colony. Samus, wait! I'm coming with you. Houston, get out of here. That suit of yours won't do you any good on Zebes. My, My power suit was designed by the Birdman. <laughs> it's really cool in the bird culture. <laughs> <laughs> Birds love me. They love me. Fuck Tammy. So, <laughs> so we get to see her uh, ship landing in the rain, and uh, she pulls up to a tree with a hole in it. Says, "This place is a ruin. It's time to clean house." <laughs> and she just does an epic dive through it like fucking Alice in Wonderland, except in like battle armor. And she ends up walking through the ruins, saying, "I remember this place well. I used to visit Zebes long before the rise of the pirates. The bird people have always been peaceful, but the pirates are a warring race." They're through picking on passive creatures, because I'm ready to rumble. And then she hears the cr a crack gets her attention. She turns around and gets attacked by a Zabesian. And then she just, like, apparently headbutts it, knocks it Whoa, back. Well, I gotta says, do my crack! Come on! Jesus Christ, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so she turns around, and there he is going, crack! And then, bang! They collide. And she says, let's fight. Oh, I'm looking she forward just... to this bitch ass. All right. <laughs> and then instead of fighting, she just decides to point blank shoot him in the chest, and he gets <laughs> bubbles coming out of his mouth like a fucking crab. She goes all, uh, oh, what was that kid that got shot by uh, in Florida? Um, oh fucking. Hmm. The the black kid that got shot in Florida. Uh, Trayvon. You're really gonna have to be specific. Hmm? Oh god. <laughs> Trayvon Martin. Like you're getting shot. It... You're gonna have to be specific. Trayvon. Trayvon Martin. Okay. That's it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, she goes full yeah. Trayvon Martin on the 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 chest of uh, what's his face. And then they and then they go full Ferguson on her because apparently blue lives matter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, <laughs> "Do you guys have says, any yikes. black listeners at all?" <laughs> no. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Really. So then, <laughs> then she goes, "Yikes." Animal, I'll get you! And then we get to see one of them frothing. Yeah! <laughs> he really good at that. And then uh, apparently he jumps at her and she like throws an elbow at him. But it does her no good. And she lands on her back. Pow! 
and then the, he just see he's about to give her the claw. <laughs> and then it you can hear the suit starting to crack. Samus! And he, and then he throws an energy ball. She catches it and says, "Wow, it's an energy ball!" And then she charges up. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and then she just explodes in fire as the alien goes. Yeah! Wow! <laughs> That's so fucking lackluster. Damn it! It was really you, fucking asshole. Yeah. I was just expecting you to just build up to, and you're like, yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> And then he just sizzles and, fil- and fades away. And then she says, what are you doing here, Houston? <gasps> Collecting pirate claws and watching out for you. And then we get to see her <laughs> huffing shaker. <laughs> Man, somebody should pour butter on these and sell these. <laughs> and then... <laughs> what was the episode of Futurama where they start eating the poplars, like the, the children of the... Of the, like... Omicron Persei people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was good. And then she says, and yeah, she shakes her head and huffs through her helmet. Thanks, but I can take care of myself. You didn't seem to mind the energy ball that I passed to you. Of course <laughs> I. <laughs> of course I gave it to you because it wouldn't have done my suit any good. <laughs> I have a feeling this battle isn't going to get any easier. Oh, oh, he says that. It's just that the angle of the, the word balloon is, like, not connecting to him, but just, like, shooting over him. Yeah, no and worries. And she says, you're telling me. Ridley and who knows what else are still waiting deep in the tunnels of Zebes To be continued. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just didn't give Mike the payoff. All right. <sighs> So that takes us to the end of uh, the first half of the uh, of issue 58 of uh, Nintendo Power Podcast. Uh, if you're looking to reach out to us, the, the best way, as always, is uh, the Facebook group for Playing With Power. Um, we also are on Twitter at uh, GetThePower88. Uh, it's Mike dutifully responds to any inquiries on that. How long has it been since anybody did anything on Twitter, Mike? Uh, <laughs> The few people that I'm not contacting on Facebook, or <laughs> really, I find I, I look for people on Facebook because it's just easier. Like yeah. there are some people I do try to reach on Twitter, but it's just not. Uh, I think Retro Princess was like one of the few people I did find on Twitter. So Kimmy K is still ignoring you. <laughs> All right, we'll land. We'll land her eventually, maybe for the finale. All right. Um. Uh, as always, uh, as as Ivan mentioned before, he found us and. Was donating to us on Patreon. Uh, it's uh, you know patreon.com uh, backslash playing with power. Uh, anything that can be given is always appreciated. It really helps us uh, cover some of the costs associated with uh, with the podcast and, and the resulting legal fees. The resulting yeah. legal fees after people hear this episode. <laughs> the John Defense Fund. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So it's always appreciated. Never expected, but like if you have, if you can give a little, uh, it helps us out on our end. So thank you very much for those that do. Uh, and you're welcome. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> and, yes, we get to think what we get to think. One of you directly. If you have a moment, uh, drop us a review on uh, on iTunes. Is really the best one that can be done for that because it helps us go up the rankings. Um, if you can show other people how to download and listen to podcasts, uh, maybe suggest us to some people. Uh, as long as you uh, know that their humor profile sort of matches with us, we, we can always use some more 
some more listeners. So uh, if there's someone who can take a joke but you want it to piss them off, then you can recommend them. <laughs> recommend us. Or if you want to just like you know give someone Stockholm syndrome, like like I've been here. <laughs> so, oh yeah, but uh, yeah. Any uh, any anything you need to to pass along, Mike? Any any other? Uh, just uh, stay tuned for the announcement of a new podcast on in the works. No names yet, but uh, I think since I'm hosting it, you're probably gonna like it. Or <laughs> not to be not to be narcissistic, but, you, know, you might enjoy it. Hopefully, you'll uh, you will you'll find out about it soon enough. And that's all I've, I gotta say for now. And Ivan, you're uh, you're always welcome uh, back if you want to you know do another episode at any time. It'd be a pleasure. Um, so it was a pleasure. It was really nice having you. Always enjoyable having people that enjoy video games on. So. If you want to see Ivan, you can find out what a library is and uh, go hang out there. <laughs> right, and uh, yeah, and, Ivan, and if you really want to make his job fun, find like not, find like a nice willing partner to do nasty things in the stacks with, because they <laughs> love finding the remnants of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> and we do find his card. You can find his card in the catalog as well as if you really want to reach out to Ivan, uh, he's always commenting on stuff on the Facebook group so you can probably reach him there if you want to ask him anything about uh, what he's interested in or anything like that I would assume so <laughs> anyway for all those music uh, library was, fans out there well right or you know people that just like <laughs> video games I mean it's a good it's a good community it's been that's cool. pretty fun yeah so uh, that's pretty much it right Mike yep uh, thank you for listening to us and putting up with our with our ostensibly racist <laughs> rants, but I say ostensibly, like you know, we're, we're you know it's all in good fun, and uh, you know we're, we're that's what that's we're, what that's how racists rationalize it. So yeah, yeah, we're not racist, but <laughs> so. I'm just saying it wouldn't be a stereotype if it wasn't true. All right, and with that, you've been playing. With I'm power. Mike. <laughs> no, I'm Mike, and I'm John, <laughs> and you're playing with power. White power. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh.